so today's episode i'm dedicating it to my mom she loves tea my mother loves tea she has about six different types of tea brand and flavors that she take i love tea as well but i'm somewhat a bit picky i think at the moment i prefer green tea and peppermint and maybe black tea but other than these three i'm not so sure but my mom can take any type of tea she feels it's very healthy for her and i commend her so here's cheers to you mom on this international tea day so hi happy friends welcome to today's episode i am and i remain your favorite podcast host rita amari chinda now did you know that we have an international tea day i didn't know that as well until i and funke oditie onajite came up with the intellectual property society of nigeria calendar and we're trying to fix up notable dates you know on the calendar to celebrate intellectual property and also raise awareness on that and that was how we got to know about international td also i think i'd seen um a post yeah that's in a post by um the world intellectual property organization as well celebrating the world td international td and i was like okay i think i need to talk about this from the nigerian perspective so this episode is all about how tea farmers in nigeria and in africa can explore intellectual property how are we going to monetize those natural things products um crops plants that god has actually given to us now thankfully we have laws that we can explore in terms of you know intellectual property and protecting ourselves so let's begin right away for my first time listeners all we talk about here is intellectual property recent cases trends development you name it could be copyright cases trademark patent industrial design plant variety geographical indication traits whatever it is if you also want me to dig into any juicy story or there's a notable date you want me to shed more light on please tag me send me a dm to um ip series one on twitter ip series underscore with underscore reader reader is spelled r w e d a h on instagram or send me an email to ip series info at gmail.com and so i'm going to get right into today's conversation so the first runner up on our list of intellectual property mechanism is the plant variety now plant variety basically protects new genre or new species of plants and thankfully in nigeria we have the plant variety protection act that was passed in 2021 so if you're a tea farmer and you grow new varieties or plant or species of tea you know you're taking your agricultural knowledge top notch you know doing all those inventions that are currently being explored in the agricultural sector consider um, plant variety as your top um, mechanism to explore you can also check out what section 12 
13 to 16 provides as to the basic requirement when it comes to protecting your tea it has to be novel that is new it has to be unique it has to be distinct and uniform so your special if let's say you have special a it has to be in a uniform everything about it has to be aligned it has to also be unique it has to not have been invented in anywhere so there was this case that we talked about during my master's level it wasn't on tea but it was on i think the red bean white bean case there was some cross pollination and also the maize case as well maize a cross pollinated into the farmer farmer b's um farm and they had a new species and there was issue as to who owns what because there were two new species and the rest of that so you need to take all of that into um into consideration then you also need to register it at the plant variety protection office at the national agricultural seed council and just like every other intellectual property a breeder now that's the farmer has the following exclusive right which is provided on that section 29 sub one of the plant variety um protection act and they include multiply general or species through reproduction or production you can also sell or market your special. You can export or import it. I mean, there's this conversation about the Nigerian sector where they, everyone's like, we like importing, we're not exporting. And it's like pre-1990s, pre-80s, Nigerians were exporting everything. Cashew, cotton, palm, um, palm oil, palm trees, all of those things. But now we are basically importing and that is causing a lot of inflation um lack of jobs we don't even manage the one that we actually have i mean the cocoa farm what are we doing about it nothing um you also have the right of offering it for sale you can condition it for the purpose of propagation and the type of protection um for trees in nigeria is 20 years while vines are for 25 years from the day you get that grant that your special meets the basic requirements that is required which is it has to be novel unique distinct and uniform you can also listen to my commentary on the nigerian plant variety as i also analyzed a case um it wasn't a nigerian case, it was like an e- european um case where a particular um species of um mandarin not not dot caught variety of mandarin tree was in dispute it's a very interesting case i mean that kind of gave me more exposure about how plant variety can be exploited by developing countries i mean nigeria has been tagged and most african countries and some asian countries have been tagged at least developed and developing country but you know that's 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 another conversation for another day so you can also check out the recording I did with Yolanda Hota, who is the legal counsel and director of training and assistance at the UPOV, where we talked about um, new plant varieties and breeders, right? I know she mentioned a story about a particular rose um, species that was being grown, then the impact of plant varieties on climate change, the role of breeders, condition for a new plant variety, the term of duration, what the legal framework were. At that time, I always thought plant variety was an uncommon form of intellectual property because um, it wasn't something that I saw being studied or taken seriously in this part of the world. But 
having that conversation we actually gave me a new perspective on plant variety as well and because i also t touched a little bit about it during my masters i also had a little bit of information about it now the following agencies are responsible for development in the plant variety sector you have the federal ministry of agriculture and rural development we have the nigerian economic summit group we have the national assembly business environment roundtable you have the partnership for inclusive agricultural transformation in africa you have the nigerian plant breeders association please if you're a member of any of this association i would appreciate if you guys reach out to me um so we have you on the show and then we talk some more about your work and how you're creating that awareness and how we can also collaborate and make this actually work you have the agricultural research council of nigeria you have the Association of Seed Scientists of Nigeria, Genetic Society of Nigeria, very impressive, good organizations. All Farmers Association of Nigeria, Alliance for Green Revolution in Africa. We need to champion the cause of creating awareness, educating and sensitizing the general but I'm not sure farmers know the basics of plants, right? Not talk of tea farmers or coffee growers and all of those, you know, group of persons um we also need to explore and commercialize intellectual property which will aid economic growth now did you know that the darjeeling tea was the first indian product to get geographical indication tag in in, in 2004 apologies guys so we're entering and moving into the next form of intellectual property mechanism which is geographical indication and something i also hold dear to my heart kudos to mr sandumba and his team and kudos also to the technical working group or who are working on the geographical indication yoga can you guys feel me smiling yeah i'm greening but let's be serious now um Geographical education protection for tea farmers focuses on the quality of the tea, the origin of the tea. So, for instance, the Darjeeling tea from India. You already know that it's, you can only get that particular type of tea from India. The same way people say you get coffee from Ethiopia. Um, the reputation and characteristics of that tea in question. Now, how can Nigerian farmers explore geographical indication protection for their tea i know we don't have um a law at the moment that's in work but then how can we do this we need an intellectual property policy that encourages intellectual property owners in the agricultural sector to explore their intellectual property rights so if you are in a particular village or state or community where you guys grow tea please reach out to us we are ready to groom and educate and teach you guys we need to do a lot of mapping as well collecting data and make sure that we are actually gathering our resources and our assets intangible assets that we can use to boost our economy at the end of the day then we also need a geographical education law or instrument that gives legal backing and protection we are working on that hopefully hopefully fingers crossed 2023 is the year we get a gi law please guys pray we like to pray in nigeria but yeah um the technical working group are doing a good job fantastic job we had a conference this year in abuja where the the, the bill um was uh, we had the public here we had people share their thoughts we had the dg of wipe with darren tank oh my god that day i was like oh 
yeah that was how i felt but we had darren tang attend the event virtually of course but i did broadcast it on my ip series channel on instagram so you can check out the videos i tried my best to record all the sessions for the two days event um then be intentional we need to be intentional about the preservation of our culture um traditional knowledge identity and heritage as it relates to tea so if there's a special way that your community or your family makes a special breed of tea that gives it that unique taste gives it its characteristics that for instance i'm from a little one i'm not sure a little one has tea i'm just giving an example let's say the chinda family <laughs> Let's say the Chinda family in the little world has tea. And there's a way we boil our water, the where we get our water from the pot we use, um, the equipment we use to filter the tea after boiling. If we have to, you know, do something. I know there was this video I saw where they used um this desert sand to actually make tea, and I was like, whoa. And they're like, it tastes really nice. So all of those things contribute in making and giving it its unique um flavors so next up is we need to help farmers evolve from raw material producers to exporters we also need to make sure that our agricultural and non-agricultural products are protected from exploitation and appropriation we also need to help tea farmers in promoting made in nigerian tea as an origin of a specific geographical area for instance there is a tea farm in plateau state and it's said to be the largest highland in africa and is located in saldona local government area of the state it hosts the mambila beverage nigerian limited who are makers of highland tea often referred to as mambila i wish things were better like in terms of security infrastructure i would have loved to visit plateau i know i did see a picture last year on social media so it was interesting again while um doing the research on this topic it came out as one of the top places for um tea in nigeria so if we have in other regions that i am not aware of please share with me i would love to know more about the tea farmers in nigeria then you can check out my epi um, podcast episode with mr sandenbach where we talked about geogra geographical indication as a tool for boosting and exporting a country's product it was very interesting i think about an hour an hour recording rather so yeah let's get into the next intellectual property mechanism the third ip mechanism is trademark trademark basically is a source indicator so it tells your consumers um which brand is for which it kind of links up your con consumers identify your products if they see your mambila tea they can say oh this belongs to mambila if they see um what's that one yeah twinning they'll be like oh this is for twinning so you know name logo sign symbol they are all affiliated to trademark for tea farmers opting for a certification mark will be like your best bet of protection whereby you indicate that your tea so let's use the mambila tea that the mambila tea has met anyone who's making tea from the southern local government area in plateau has met the necessary 
um, product standard for tea makers or any tea maker that wants to join your association has met necessary um, requirement or standard or certification um, required for tea coming out from that area. Some popular teas that I referenced were Twinnies. I think Twinnies is really popular. I also think the Darjeeling tea from India is popular as well. Though I haven't tasted it, but I would love to have one. Then someone did tell me about a tea brand in Rwanda. Looking forward to trying that as well. Then there's a Lipton brand, the Amad tea, um, Numi orange tea, Salada, Tivana, Honey and Sun, Taylor's, Stash, and etc. Um, so for certification marks, we're going to be looking at the quality of the tea, the mode of manufacture, the origin and other characteristics are registered in the name of the proprietors. For instance, the India Tea logo. That's the darling. They have like a logo. So section 43 of the Nigerian Trademark Act um, talks extensively as to what is a certification mark. So make out time to read. I don't, I don't want to be quoting or reading verbatim. Sometimes I want my... I want my IP friends actually read the sections when they cite them. So just a Google search, section 43 of the Nigerian Trademark Act, what does it say about certification mark and you see there. Term of duration, that's for protection, is seven years, which is renewable for another seven years and another seven years. But with a good IP strategy or trademark strategy, you can extend the life time of this product. So, I mean, if you look at the teas that are out there, most of them have stayed for more than 21 years. How are they doing that? That's what we need to start focusing on in Nigeria and Africa. How do we actually commercialize and, and exploit all of these things that we have around? And then for patents, long and short of the patent protects um, production method. How did you come about making the tea, the machines that are used, the equipment such as the kettle, the filtering solution? All those things, those are patented. What solutions are they solving? How are they helping the tea farmers? Not just in the farming aspect, but actually converting the raw materials into things that could be exported. How are they doing that? What materials are they using? What machines are they using? What technologies are they using? Um, the next IP is design right. Design right is to protect visual appearance of products, uh, a combination of lines and colors. Um, so the patterns of the Amati or the Mambilati or the Trinity, you see different colors, you see the packaging, the appearance of the product itself. Those are the things that um, design right protect tea cups, tea bags, you know, the, the filtering solution, all those things. Then trade dress for the product packaging. Right? And the funny thing is that when you go to a supermarket or a store, you just see different tea brand. I, I, I always feel like um in heaven when I go shopping. I just want to sometimes I have this crazy idea like I'm just gonna buy everything. But then you have to restrict yourself to your list of of items that you came actually came in there to buy. Sometimes you go in to buy one and end up going out with like four or five. I know that's what my mom would do since I talked about her being a tea lover. Um goods as well. And trade secret protects the recipe for making the tea, um, manufacturing processes, and any other confidential information that has commercial value and gives 
your tea brand an advantage over another tea brand so what is that advantage or commercial value that the mambila tea from plateau, tea, plateau state has over the twinning tea or the Amman tea or the ethiopian tea or the rwanda tea what are those things so you need an intellectual property lawyer that understand that business and aspect of your branding and how um intellectual property interplays with your sector so that you actually maintain and promote the standards of commercial ethics and fair dealing when actually dealing with you know other tea farmers and then finally but not the least copyright <sighs> i think for all of the ips i copyright basically grants you Autom automatic protection from the moment you create the work in a fixed medium. I think I've said that how many times today. Uh, but yeah, how the idea of you know, the tea brand itself, the sketches for the, the design, the, the machines, the equipment, you know, documentary from how you start the farming to watching it to investing to sorting to the actual production to packaging all of those things then biography guidelines rules on compliance for tea makers and farmers those can be copyrighted oh my gosh guys so now this is where i give my recommendation and suggestion to tea farmers so if you're a tea farmer or you know someone who makes tea or sells tea um please share this episode with them if you have a client going to the tea business as well if you're a tea producer just share my podcast with them uh, first we need to commercialize our tea we need to consider licensing arrangements um, partnership franchising so you want to come into the nigerian market how do you commercialize your brand? How do you promote or sell your unique tea from your territory? You know that intellectual property is territorial in nature. How do you not compete to other major Nigerian tea brands that are there, such as the Mambila tea? Um, so you could go into a licensing arrangement to create, you can also create a franchising model, model where you have a franchisee as the person getting the license from you to operate in Nigeria. You can also partner. So Mambila and Tuni can do like a collaboration and come up with a very unique tea brand, um, a product online, say for any festive period, celebrating something, you know those things. You can also explore a multi-layered intellectual property mechanism for you. I already listed out the types of intellectual property mechanisms that you can explore, such as the copyright, trademark, patent, industrial design, trade secret, um, trade dress, plant variety, like so you have that option. It also depends on your budget. So you take them one at a time and do all at once. Then retain the services of an intellectual property lawyer or a law firm to help you with your fees, intellectual property, have an intellectual property, have an intellectual property management and enforcement strategy. And finally, engage the government and work on not just promoting made in Nigerian tea, but having an international reach and business. And this is where um, the GI protection, that is the Biblical Information Protection, will go along with the 
study of the South African robust tea. I think that there was a bit of a controversy about that robust tea where it was like, I think the story told some white guy or some white people were trying to commercialize and exploit it and say, I think the trademark or did something about it, but they tried to monopolize it and take it away from the South Africans and they were not having any of that, but eventually that got sorted out. So. When I talked about preserving culture, traditional knowledge, those were the things I was referring to. Um, anyway, I don't know. I then asked how many people have bought the Made in Nigerian Tea brand, and 25% said no, 25% said yes, but 50% said did not know we had one. So I guess going to liaise um, with the stores, the government, have more trade fair, and maybe to showcase our own in Nigeria TV brand. So, yeah. And so we have come to the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something. If you did, please share with your friends. Um, you can also send me voice notes on Anchor, send me a DM any, on any of my social media platform. Subscribe. Um, comment, like, share, guys, and yeah, see you guys in the next IP series episode. Um, have a blessed day, guys. Cheers. SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, hey IP friends, hey IP friends, hello IP friends, hey IP friends, hello IP friends. Hey IP friends, welcome to IP series with your favorite podcast host Rita Amri Chinda. Today's episode, dedicating and shouting out to my colleague Millicent who tagged me on this exciting story on social media so she was like i'm really check out this story you might find it really interesting i was like oh, okay and i did and it turned out to be a very good one so like we always do we review cases trends recent development we just took everything intellectual property and today is specially dedicated to our animators voiceover artists youtubers if you are also a fan of spongebob squarepants then this is also dedicated to you so let's get right into our conversation for today <laughs> 